Okay, so today's daf is daf yud aleph, and we begin a few lines down. Uh, it's from Rabbi Pinchas Baye, and that goes. My Gemara quotes back to Shita Rabbi Hur on the Mishnah. So, if you recall, we said Ain Tromim and Atam El Atahor. However, Rabbi Huda says that what Im Hayoyodea Bo Mitchila Afal Pi Shuhu Shogeg Lo Asavalaklo. So he said before, if someone's Tromim Atam El Atahor, if it was Shogeg, then it works. If it was Meizid, we said Lo Asavalaklo. Um, so Rabbi Huda came along and says, no, it depends. If he, if he knew from the beginning, even if he was Shogeg, we say it was like Shogeg or the Meizid. That, that was Rabbi Huda on the Mishnah. Okay, back to the Gemara now. Let's go. What's a din? In other words, what, we, what's the nature of the shogeg? In our mission, the, the nature of the shogeg is that he thought they were tahor. But what happens though if he, he actually knew they were tamer, but he thought it was muta litrom minatame la tahor? Is that the same din? So Amar lay. Yut Rebi Yut, your question's a good one, because Rebi Rebi Savar Krebi Huda. But Ram Krebiosi, he hada, he hada. So what's this mean? There's different explanations to understand this. But already Reb Chaim says, Yafehayita Mistapek. That's a good question. Uh Mistapek Rebi. Da'at Huda Sphirale, because you hold like Rebi Huda and Amishnah. Then it makes a difference whether it was the Amar Bamezi Loasaklum. That if you did it deliberately, what? That it's, that, that it's considered uh, as, as nothing. If so finish So therefore, for you, it's important for you to define what is the definition of shogeg. Is shogeg just that I didn't know I made a mistake that what that it was that it was uh, I thought it was tahor, or is a shogeg also in the halacha? However, Baram Karabiosi, however. According to Shid Rabbi Yossi, Baram Ana de Sviral, I'm reading Rukhaim again, that I hold Halachas Rabbi Yossi, the Afbamezid, that if someone did it even deliberately, we say Truma ta Truma, then he had it, he had it, it makes no difference. Because if, if, if you did it, Bamezid, we say Truma ta Truma, then I don't even worry about what's the difference of Shogeg. Because if you define it as Shogeg Kurov Lamezid, or if you called it a Mezid, according to Rabbi Yossi, Truma ta Truma. So your question really is only, your question is a good one, and it's only relevant again according to Shitat Rabbi Yehuda, because you hold the Rabbi Yehuda. However, Rabbi Yasa responds that I hold like Rabbi Yasa, Yossi, so therefore it doesn't make a difference. It's not really a relevant question. Now, if you look at uh, the Rastorilio, he, he says, and for, firstly, the most important part is we haven't answered the question contra Rabbi Yehuda in terms of where, where the line's drawn. Because he said, oh, that's a good question contra Rabbi Yehuda, but I can answer you because I hold like Rabbi Yasa. Rabbi Yossi, that's like the flow of the Gemara. So what is Shittat Rabbi Yehuda in the case if someone says, I thought, you know, I made a mistake, I thought it was muta litrom mina tame alataho. So if you look at uh, Rosh Cyrilio, he says, because we hold like him, however, now what's interesting, the way Rosh Cyrilio understands the sugya, he understands when it says, meaning it's a good question, not because, oh, you hold it like Rabbi Yehuda, but rather we hold like Rabbi Yehuda, so it's a good question, and it's relevant to Rabbi Yehuda. Mashko, Mikani says, That's why it seems to be that the Rambam holds like Rabbi Yehuda and Paskins like Rabbi Yehuda, because it seems that that, uh, that seems to be the conclusion of the Gemara. However, this is something really not for our Shir now, but the Rerach goes into this and he says, No, actually, he understands the Sugi differently to explain that uh, he actually holds like a Chamin. But then, how do you understand the conclusion of the Sugi? That, um, again, I live the friend study and I should, probably shouldn't even raise it, probably complicated things more than I needed to. But anyway, let's continue. <laughs> 
let's continue. Next case. Hamatbi Kalim Bishabas. See, we're talking about nursing a kikli um, on Shabbat. Now we said, let's go back to the Mishnah again to make it clear. The Rishna says, Hamat Bukalim Bishabas, if you immerse a kli and if you immerse a kli that was time on Shabbat, Bashogeg, okay, Yishtameshrim, you can use it. However, Mazid, we said Lo Yishtameshna. Um, and that is why, because it's like Metak and Kli. We said it's almost like you're preparing a kli, so we make it Xera that you shouldn't uh, you shouldn't use it. You shouldn't do it, and you shouldn't uh, use it if one did. So let's understand. It sounds like our Mishnah is talking about, if you're talking about large vessels. However, if you're talking about a small kli, you can You can use what's called harama, meaning I can go to the mikvah and make it as if I'm taking a small jug to fill up some water. And in the process, I'll then be, I can tovel it. So in other words, what we're seeing from this sugya, this is going to be important for the continuations to go further down the end, that you can use what's called harama b'isudarabana. Okay, um, but you can't. But there's no context if you're talking about a big kli. You can't say I'm filling up this, you know, massive pot for water because I want to give people a drink at the table. There's no context for there to say to the harama. There's no there's no cover story if you like. However, when it comes to small kalim, you can say you can use harama to table the kli. As we see quickly, this is the, Rebish, the, the teaching of Rabbi Yoshua. And you can, and therefore, you know, they seem to go into the bore to fill up with water and you use harama effectively be matfila. And uh, so that's the, we can see the writer from the teaching of Rabbi Yoshua that seems to support this. Now, if someone's dli, bucket falls into a bore, once again, you can use haram once again, simply taking it out, and you can say, I'm now toibling this. Okay, now what is, well, use harama to take it out, and therefore you've, you've immersed it on Shabbos, and it's now tahor. Now, this is very interesting, Reb Chaim. It's a shorter duff today, so I'll go through it with you. He, see, he says, This seems to be proof of the Shita Kesef Mishnah. There's a, there's a discussion, there's a debate regarding when is, when is tefillah occur? Like when is this, when when is it, when is it considered immersed? So despairly, because the case of Mishnah understands that the tvila only occurs not when it hits the water, when you pull it out from the water. Okay, if it wasn't if it wasn't the case, if you're saying that it's immersed, that the tvila occurred once it hits the water, once it's in the water. Then what's the Gemara even talking about using harama? The case, what's our case? Our case is a bucket or a or a a kli falls into the mikvah. Then he says the, the Gemara says that what marima lavamatbilam you can use harama. But if you say that it's already once from the beginning, once it hits the water, it's already tefillah occurred. Then it's occurred already. What's the point of harama? So he says this must be a proof. What lechita the case of mission doesn't understand that it's only at the end when you pull it out from the water that's when it has a shem tefillah. Um, However, uh, he says, no, but those who disagree on the case of Mishnah, it's possible that what happened, you can simply answer differently. The bucket fell in and it wasn't fully in the water. So what's the harama now? The harama is to completely immerse it in the water. So it's not a 100% proof for the case of Mishnah's position. And also, alternatively, or you can simply say the tvila requires kavana. And in that situation, we say, that's why if it falls in the water, you can't say it's already been there. Tefillah has already occurred because it required kavanah. So therefore, as you're going in to get it, you sort of push it down in the water again and do, I'm doing this, I'm doing this Hashem Tefillah 
and then you pull it out. You have that kavana, and you're using again harama. So it doesn't look like you're deliberately taking a cleave from your kitchen. There's tamer and immersing in the mikvah. Okay, so that's the two cases of harama. One is using a small kalim, another one's if the cleave happened to fall in the mikvah. Now Trey Amarim says this, there are two Amarim. Chadamar bekelim shnibu avatuma bechareina amar bekelim shnuba vladatuma. So an avatuma is a source of tuma. So one understanding is that this cleave became tamer from a source of tuma, like for example a dead sheretz, and therefore it is tamedoraisa. Now vlad tuma normally means rishon sheni, etc. So therefore, in this case, a kli, a vessel, minatora can only become tamer from an avhatuma, from a kasheretz. So if you're saying a kli became tamer from a vladatuma, how does it happen? Well, it must be that it be one of these cases of tuma de rabanan where a kli became tamer. For example, I'm not sure if I've been through the flow of tuma with you before, I can't remember if I have, but uh, we talk about mashkin. Tamer liquids, they can make midarabana and they can make kalim tamer. Now, why is that? We, uh, I think we, I can't remember if we've mentioned this before, but that is because when it comes to Chachamim recognize when it comes to liquids, it's very difficult to understand or discern, you know, what the liquid, what's the difference between that liquid that's, that, um, uh, that became Tamer coming into, say, contact with the Sheretz or Tamer or liquid that came from a, a Zav that might be an Avatuma. So therefore they made Xera that all Tamer liquids would make anything original Tumor Sorry, I considered like a Rishon Latuma and can even make Kalim Tamer. Okay, so here we're saying the question, one understanding is when do we say you can Ma'arim? The, the brighter that we saw above that says you can Ma'arim, you Ha'arama to Matwila, one of these small Kalim. Is that even for Tumor Doraita only, only with respect to Tumor Midarabanan? So we say as follows Maitiv Manda Amar Vlada Tumor Lamanda Amar Bava Tumor. The Shita that says the what? that said that oh, I'm only talking about the, the whole harama you can use is regarding ta- to a cleave that was tamid Rabbanan. He They bring a kasha on the other shit, the other more that says that, that even those have become tamid right? Why? Because it's a filu bachol, one I, I don't understand. It's ta'un herav shemesh, which means as follows. If you're saying that it became tamid Rabbanan, then once you've immersed in the mikvah, it's game over, it's tahor. If, however, you say we're dealing with the cleave that became tamid Rabbanan, after you've immersed in the mikvah, it still needs harev shemesh. We discussed it yesterday. It's considered a shame latoma, and you need to wait till nightfall for it to become tahor. So then, even if you used harama for a cleave that became tamadoraita, what have you benefited? What advantage is there? Because it's not going to be completely tahor till nighttime anyway. So the Gemara says, Amar betahara. No, there is an advantage because even though it's a shame latoma, so therefore you wouldn't be able to use this clay for truma. There are individuals that are makbid to have all their taharot, all their chulin, sorry, batara. Now, chulin, regular food, can only get to the level of a shen latuma. So therefore, if it's a tful yom, this kli won't make tame what? Won't make tame chulin. So therefore, there is an advantage for an individual once he's chulin batara. Okay, let's continue. Rav Yirmiya says as follows. Rav it says, Zazira b'shem rebichia bar ashi. Isha pikacha midicha kos, midicha kos, ken kara, ken tamchui, ken nimtzat, rovetzat, baita, beshabas. So, what does this mean? What it's saying is here, here, since we've just discussed what we've discussed, the way you can use ha'arama, use um, like uh, sort of tricks, if you want to call it that, to circumvent an isudurabanan, we've shown that completely this is not related to trumpet at all. 
Um, this is another case on Shabbat where there's an Isun. Now, you know, that do what's called Marbitz. This is what they used to do is they could, they would sweep their houses. Their floors were made of soil or they'd put down, um, they'd spread water around to, to make, to keep the dust settled. Okay. So one's not allowed to do that on Shabbat. Why? Shema Mashve In case what? There might be some holes, the indentations in the ground and you're going to want to sweep it over and, and, and Mashve the Gumma and smooth out the floor in such a way that it, there won't even be holes. And that on Shabbat, Shabbat can be an issue, if it's inside the house, can be an issue of Bona. So that's the Xera. So what the mission is, what the Gemara is saying now is bring another case that Ishaka Pikacha, the clever woman, what she can do, she can wash her kalim and as she's going around the house, washing them. And by doing that, as she's washing it, the water drips from the kalim and it's effectively doing what is effectively putting water, spreading water around the house. And that's another way of using Harama to get around this, like Xeramidra Banan against doing this Harbatz, I think it is. So let's continue. So this is the next case. This is talking about, um, let's go back to the Mishnah. The Mishnah says, Someone is mafresh from a master. Or he cooks on Shabbat. If he does it by mistake, he can, he can eat it. If, he's, if he does it deliberately, he can't eat it. So he says as follows. Shmuel b'shem Rebbe Abahu says, So what does it mean, shogig b'isur? So Rebbe Chaim says, Shogig is not etzel makbil kalim. So here he's saying that's interesting. Even though in Angamara we have the uh, have these sort of square brackets, it seems to be already moving on to the next sugi, which is Maisum of Asher B'Shabbos. Reb Chaim understands this is still talking about these Matbil Kalim, someone who Moses Kalim B'Shabbos B'Shogek. So he understands that it's Lord Tamer Davke Shenafala Main Below It's not talking about just if the Kli falls in by mistake. Ella what? Ella, it says, Ella afilu shagag isur. Even if he made a mistake, if he made a mistake with the fact that it's asur, Irish asur. The fact that he didn't know that it was asur to immerse kalim, that's shogeg. And similarly, bemazid is also detan isur. So shogeg amazed what we're saying here, as opposed to previously we saw it was a question. Here, the questions of mafil kalim, all these questions related to Shabbat. We say this also means shogig isur as well, meaning not just circumstantially shogig, but also knowledge shogig as well. I thought it was mutar, I didn't realize it was asur. Okay, so Amar Rebiyosi Matnita Amar Ken, we see quite clearly it says Hamaaser Umavashal b'Shabbat. So this is now bringing a proof from the case I just discussed. It's a Masam of Shabbat Shabbos, shogig chal mezid lo yachal, and there it's b'shogig isur v'mezid isur. There it has to be talking about shogig isur and mezid isur. Why? That is because. Rabbi Chaim says, You can't have mistakenly being master something or, mis- or mistakenly cooking something. You know, doing hafrashter is a very intentional activity. I'm designating this master. So the only shogig and that could possibly make sense in that context is what? Shogig be'isur, meaning I didn't know it was asur. So therefore, we see quite clearly the shogig be'isur or amazing be'isur also applies back yeah, it is also that the definition of shogeg that we can fold back to the other sugya of Makbil Kalim. Okay, Tani, Hamavashal Bishabas Shogeg Yochal Mezidlocha. Okay, um, let me just share the screen here. This is just so we don't lose track as we go along. Here we in, in our Mishnah we said that if if someone uh, is Mavashal Bashabas, we said if it's Shogeg Yochal, he can he can eat it. If it's Mezid, he can't he can't. Um, so what we learn here is we bring a brighter now that brings out all the different opinions. So it says as follows, That's Mayor. The way Rebbe Chaim explains it, that there's no difference for him or anybody else. On Shabbat, if it was a mistake, he can eat it. On Shabbat. 
If, however, it was made it is deliberate, it's asur bobayom, it's asur on Shabbos, you would be able to have it after Shabbos. That's the way I understand it. I know, even though we don't have it clearly here in the Gemara, that's where Rebbe Chaim explains it. Rebbe Huda is of the different opinion. He's gozer shogeg atu meizid. I mean, he's concerned in the case of shogeg ku So therefore, Rebbe Huda says, b'shogeg yochal lemotzei Shabbat, b'meizid lo yochal olamit. So here what he says is that, firstly, we, firstly, we say he's gozer shogeg atu meizid. This is, I'm sort of filling in some explanation based on Rosh Hashanah here. That he says, therefore, it's Asur Bobayom, just like Rebbe Meir says Asur Bobayom on, on, as you can see on the left top corner, um, in the case of Mezid. However, it's Muta Mishitech Shach after Shabbos Muta. However, if you did it the Mezid, then Rebbe Huda applies a Knas on the individual himself. For everybody else, they can have it after Shabbos. But clearly on Shabbos he can't, because that's Shogigato Mezid. However, there's actually a Knas being applied for the person who did the Malacha. Deliberately, that he can't get any hanav ever, ever, ever. However, Rabbi Yochanan Asandel Omer, Beshogeg Ochalbum Lotzamei Shabbos Lacharim Belolo. Rabbi Yochanan Asandel says he's also goes there, Shogegatul Meizid, just like Rabbi Yehuda. But Mamash, like Rabbi Yehuda's opinion, that for the person, if he does it Beshogeg on Shabbos, it's Asur Olamit. If it's, if he does it, um, if he does it, uh, if it's for anybody else, it'd be Asur Bob, uh, Asur Bob Yom, Mutamishetechshach. However, it says, Aval Bemeizid, it says, lo, 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 below achirim, meaning it's asu alamit for everybody. So I'll just, I'll just read it inside again, because I'm not sure I said every word. Rabbi Yochanan says, Rabbi Yochanan says, Beshogi Yuchelomosei Shabbat Lacharim Belolo. Good, that's right. Bemezid, lo, lo, below Lacharim. However, if it was done Bemezid, then it would be asur for everybody. Now, why would it be asur for everybody? Because why would you apply knas if he asked for everybody if the, nobody else did the Yisra or the individual did the Yisra? What's the Svara behind Shid Rabbi Yochanan? So therefore, Rosh Tzuri explains, says, "Lo mishum knas hu ta'acherin lo avadu sura." It's not because of knas. Elowa ele mishum desvira laid the maase Shabbat asurim b'hanah that he he holds that a maase Shabbos. Someone did a maase Shabbos itself is asur b'hanah, as it says. He bring quotes Elonara because it's a he quotes a Gemara in Baba Kam and Ktubot. It says Perik Murva and Elonara. It says v'shemar temet Shabbat ki kodeshi. Says ma kodesh asur b'hanah. So, it's, the, the, so therefore, you understand any master Shabbos is Asur. Ah, if that's the case, why don't we say Asur Olamut for all of them? Why is it that in the case of Shogeg, that it's Mutar for other people after Shabbat? That's because the Gemara continues. That it's Asur Olamit, it's considered Kodesh only for those who did it, did it deliberately. As it says, So that explains Shit Rabbi Yochanan Asandla. So just to be clear, Rabbi Meir is the most makel opinion that if you do B'shog, it's mutar. If it's uh, if it does the B'meiz, it's only asur after Shabbat. And you got all the way to the shita at the bottom of Rabbi Yochanan Asandla that it's generally always going to be asur forever, except in the case it was shogeg, and it will be uh, then it'd be mutar for other people after Shabbat. Okay, so let's just do a, a drop more. Shmuel says to Rabbi Yochanan Asandla, he passes like the Momachmir, okay, the shita, and Rav, Rav. However, Rav kahadem morei bechavrute when he was. Um, Teaching amongst the Chabura to his Talmidei Chachamim, he would he would rule like the most makel shita. That shita, Rabbi Meir, Morak Rabbi Meir. However, Betzibura, when he was giving a public shear, whether Ame Artsim Artsodava about Ame Arts, I should say, then we say that is uh, he hold then like the most mach, he would teach like the most machmir opinion. That's Rabbi Yochanan Sandla. And why is that? That is because he was scared that people would shelo yavol. As Rabbi Chaim says, shelo yavol lezalzel biyus shabbos. 
So therefore, out of concern, if he was concerned that if I teach like the most makal opinion, people would be a bit more haphazard with Yisrael Shabbos, and therefore he taught the most machmir opinion that it'd be Asa Olamit to try and really to make it clear and that Yisrael Shabbos should not to be messed with. Okay. Right. Who's, who's more machmer that uh, he can't even have a month of Shabbos, only you need the time that it would take to cook? And then... All, all the, all, uh, it's, uh, I think it's all this shit. Uh, yeah, we have to go look at Allah for this because they, they, I think there are differences between the person and somebody else. Maybe those shit is what I, I can't remember offhand. But it, but the, not the shit is also Alamid. I think that these ones, it's, it would seem with these shit as it's a muta mishatechshach, the way the Kadesh Yasu comes in. So you're not, so not Nehenef from uh, Melech Shabbos. Right. 